When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie podcast. How are you all doing? I'm happy. Let's start with a couple of announcements here. If you're listening, uh, well, you guys know the, the deal here. Uh, uh, Jer- Jeremy over at Creole Catfishing. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast, just look up Creole Catfishing in the search bar. You'll find him. Go over there. Give him some watch time. Uh, he's got the subs, but he's looking for uh, uh, the watch time. So uh, if you can give him some of that, he'd appreciate it. Keep an eye out. Subscribe if you're not. Go ring the bell. So when he goes live, uh, hopefully he does some fishing down there in the great state of Louisiana. You'll have plenty to watch. It's very entertaining, and I like when he cooks. I just came in, Eric. I was shoveling. I had four inches of snow today, right? Light, fluffy stuff, not too bad, but it was a little chilly, yeah. a little windy, right? I get that done. I come in. I got him on the TV, and he's having a, a crawfish boil. In the middle <laughs> of summer, I'm looking on TV. It broke my heart. Like, I've got to get down there and, and, and enjoy some of that that those good times with him and his family. Those guys down in Louisiana know how to cook food. There's they no do. doubt about that. They absolutely, absolutely do. Oh, and I got to say hello to Pontoon Jody if I didn't. I don't want to miss Jody because she'll give me an earful if I did. So, Eric Massey of Eric Massey Jig Company. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Got the night off work. You can't beat that. that Definitely yeah, enjoying I, that. I know. Usually I've been trying to get you on the show for a while and you do work evenings. So it was hard to get, uh, um, hard to get our schedules to match, but I'm, I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, no, I, been, do. I love being on a good live feed. I've been watching. Oh, thank you. You know, there's some people in chat, namely Chad that won't agree with you on that, but <laughs> that's another story. So we'd been talking for a while. Um, you do a lot of jig tying. I've had you paint a bunch of jig, a whole bunch of jigs, like 500 for me. You keep busy doing that. I know Lyle had you paint quite a few for him, didn't you? Yeah, Lyle threw in a 5,000 piece order. <laughs> I just mailed off another thousand. Lyle keeps, me, Lyle keeps my partner right here busy. He's the one that does majority of the painting. <laughs> he might not like Lyle as much as you and I do because he probably works in a death. <laughs> no, he swears that's the most boring part of the job is painting it. I think that's kind of the coolest cool job because you can make them come out however you want. Yeah, you, but, and you, you use powder coat. He, you have him powder coat all of them. Huh? How many can he get done in a batch? It we've timed it before. It takes like thirty three minutes to do a hundred. If if it's the same color and you're just going 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 about thirty three minutes, another ten minutes give or take for bake and cure time. But they they go pretty quick if you sit down and just do it. And you're, I know you always got music going in the shop. We've had talks about that and, and social media and how the music will get you in trouble, right? It will get you in trouble. So it will get it. I don't know. I could go on and on about YouTube and the music. You know, I just gave in. I don't, I won't play the more music YouTube. I give. I'm done. You win. (laughs) There, there's some really funny stuff that happens in the, in the YouTube sphere. Uh, that we got to learn to deal with, and I think we're getting better at it. But uh, um, yeah, I know that you put out a lot. Well, we'll get to that too. Let, let's talk a little bit about your fishing. So you're you're mainly a crappie fisherman, correct? Yeah. Now it seems like if we're usually crappie fishing or catfishing, one of the two. It's mainly crappie. We go after a lot of crappie. It just seems like uh, they're so abundant and they're easy to catch most of the time, and they're easy to bring home clean. They're easy to flay. They cook good. They taste good. Everybody likes them. So crappie ended up being our go-to species. That's just kind of what we go after. I get, I get a, you know, a lot of people say they're hard to catch. I can't find them. I don't think they're that hard. I, you know, if you think about where a crappie's normally at, that's usually where they're at, whether yeah. they're in feeding mode or not, but they're usually where you think they would be. Right. I, I got a couple of spots here where I do really well at certain times of the year. So I know they're in there and I do yeah. really bad like other times of the year. Like right now on the ice, for some reason, I can't get on them for nothing. So what I did basically this year is is I uh, uh, spent some time there in the spring and summer, definitely. And I marked all the brush piles that I could and put them in my uh, 
as waypoints and downloaded those waypoints to my phone. So we're going to try and get in those basins over a couple of those brush piles and see if we can't make it happen. I also invested in a an underwater camera. Did you see the 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 TikTok I posted with that picture of all? Yeah. yeah. Was that like the like the uh, Aqua View? That was not wasn't the Aqua View. I have the Markham. I think it's what is it? The Pursuit HD. It's like the top end one. It's like five. It's a five inch unit. It's pretty light. It, it comes with a bag. You can walk from hole to hole to hole. So I'm that that's not too bad. Then. Yeah, it's not, and it records in 1080p. So hopefully it'll. Uh, uh, help me out making some videos and stuff and, and sharing that that content with some people, whether it's, you know, uh, during a full-blown recorded video or, or TikToks or whatever. Yeah. But it is cool to see that. That that one that I did was at a, a quarry here that's a CPR-only quarry, but I'll, I'll tell you what, man, they were tight-lipped that day. It was cold. The wind was about 30 miles an hour when I taped that. You'll notice that that camera's blowing a little bit from side to side, but, man, they, they wouldn't bite for nothing. And that's that one word. All you can see all those crappie. Yeah, where they were stacked. That was pretty amazing footage. I really thought that was like in a kind of like a Bass Pro tank or something when no, I first no, seen no, it. No. And I sent you that message, wanted to know where that footage came from because that was that was just really cool footage to see all those crappie grouped up in one big group like that. You know that that it's a that that's a quarry that the uh, local rotary club was it was donated to them by the person who used to own it and passed away he was probably a member he donated to them and they they collected a bunch of money to to revamp it and yeah. they made it into a park but it is a cpr only lake and uh right now um it just turned over so the fish in there is like stupid good like really mm. really good big big like 30 inch walleyes i've seen come out of wow. there wow but it's all CPR. They don't realize what's going to happen after a few years that you're not going to have that class of fish in there. I've gotten like a four pound bass on, on a crappie jig over there. You saw how those crappie and bluegill yeah. stack. That was right underneath a dock. You can stand at and fish. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy footage. Yeah. There's some cool stuff. I can get on them like that on the ice. Cause over here on the, well, when, when you get an ice and a lake that's iced over all the dust and all the dirt settles out of the water, you know, there's no runoff because yeah. everything's snow. So the water clears up pretty good. Um, I'm hoping I can find fish like that on that local spot, but we're going to see, I was going to have, I was going to try and get out today, but we got like four inches of snow and I had some other stuff to do. So uh, and the rest of the week's going to be brutally cold. What kind of temps are you getting where you're at? We had almost, I think it got all up to almost 56 today, and the high for tomorrow is like 22. You're like Lyle. We're, we're, okay, let, 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 you are in the great state of Missouri, correct? Yep, about 20 and miles away from Lyle. 20 miles, so you're, you're in southwest Missouri, right? Yep, southwest Missouri. I okay. live well, about 30 miles north of Springfield. I, I do give uh, Lyle a hard time. I tell him that he lives in Hades, Missouri, because where else do you get 70 degrees in December? Uh, that's true. I mean, we could have ate Christmas dinner outside on the back porch. It's you crazy. know, but Thanksgiving was was cold, freezing cold, and come Christmas time, I think I think we had the doors and windows open. I think it was up in the seventies during Christmas. That's crazy, uh, man. And it seems like we're getting our worst winter, our worst months for winter now is like the very end of January and into February. So the way I'm looking at it now, we're into February. So you got February, March. We're looking at maybe six more weeks of possibly cold weather and then we're back into the springtime so yeah. the further longer it stays warm the happier i am that's just the least amount of time we got to go we had last time i think that we had like 70 no don't quote me on this it, it seems like forever i think it was at the beginning of the november of november we had some unseasonably warm temps maybe even you know um in october but it, it's been a while so I, i'm done with winter we got six more weeks left before the thaw pretty much starts yeah. to happen which is good and i hope to get out on the ice a little bit more um than i have been but life gets in the way but ice fishing's kind of rough i got a couple of good spots that consist of like a one mile walk on the ice and i'm not really into that so much at my age anymore but we're still yeah, gonna get I actually, here's a fun fact. There's this one lake. There's this guy. He'll, he'll take you out to wherever you want to go and pick you up for five bucks on his ATV. I got to get that guy's phone number. That ain't too bad. That seems like a pretty good business to run That's right there. Like ice fishing Uber at its finest. Talk about enterprising young gentlemen, huh? <laughs> no kidding. That's a good, 
good way to make some extra money right there. He does. He does. Uh, we got a bunch more people coming in here in chat. I see uh, Stonefly. What's going on? How you doing, bud? I saw Freddie come in a little late. What's going on, Freddie? Thanks for stopping by. Oh, I want to let everybody in chat know that Eric is kind enough to give away a few of his hand-tied jigs. You got some of those handy to show them off? I do. Let's see. Most of these are ones that I have tied, like, in my TikTok videos. They wasn't really orders. They were just, you know, jigs I thought about tying. I tied them up. I put them on TikTok. Yeah, right there. there look That's at those. Those are pretty sharp. Whoever They're kind of heavier. These are pretty sure all of these are, like, quarter ounce. But they got resin-coated heads, resin-coated eyes, a lot of flash in them. Yeah, those are badass. I yeah, know they're just just random ones I've tied on TikTok that are hanging up and they need a home. There you go. So we'll we'll do a couple of giveaways. How many of those did you want to give away today? Uh, let's do all. How many packages right do you want to mail out? Even better. We'll ask that way. Let's mail out two packs. Two packs. We'll do okay. two packs Excellent. of four jigs in each pack. Awesome. So hold on, people. I'm going to make you wait till a surprise time during the program, and we will do them. I got to get that retention time down, folks. <laughs> don't, don't hate on me for that. Uncle some Jim of them are, some of them are pretty cool. They came out, you know, pretty neat. And like I said, you can actually watch me tie those jigs on TikTok. And just look up Eric Massey Jig Company, a Jig Co. on TikTok to find you, right? I think yep. I got links in the description. Let me double check here. Yeah, I do have links in there. So if you guys are wanting to get onto his YouTube channel or are on his TikTok account, um, Eric goes live too, don't you? On the, oh, yeah, I do live. Any Usually if I'm sitting down here and I'm tying jigs, I turn the phone on and I go live for a little while. There's a couple other jig tires on there. We'll get on and kind of like do a dual live feed. Um if I'm usually the way I look at it, if I'm just sitting down here tying jigs, I'm gonna do something else with it too. So I usually end up on TikTok. I'm trying to do YouTube different times of the day, uh, just just to do it actually. I get those notifications and, and me and Eric will have like some time. There'll be a bunch of people. He'll have like 500 people watching him and me and, him are, me and him are having a conversation like it's just me and him. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> some of those people I'm pretty sure just, you know, just, skipping through or something and end up in my live feed but it all it seems like i always end up with you know like 200 people that are kind of following me that'll hang out and actually watch and they'll ask questions and some people have never fished don't know what they are but say they get mesmerized in the way i tie the way the motion of tying the jigs and they end up getting stuck watching it for usually yeah. however long i'm on tiktok you know i was going and, and i can understand that i was going through uh um um, through a couple of those lives and there was somebody that was uh, actually with an exacto knife he was carving a chain out of pencil lead and he yeah. had like he had like eighteen thousand people watching him do that oh yeah it's there's one guy on there that takes a belt sander and takes random objects and just grinds them down to nothing <laughs> and he's you know like 30 million followers or something like that and i get hooked into watching it too he took a brand new iPhone and just grinded it down oh where it was going. But it's just one of those things you get to watch and you can't stop. You can't stop. Oh, hey, I don't, I don't think Jerry's out in the audience. I didn't see him, but I want you guys to know that I went ahead and copied my hero, James Dockery, and got a, a Parker Pursuits T-shirt in the mail today. Let's see if you guys can see the back of it. So hit Jerry's channel up if you got one. It's a pretty, pretty nice T-shirt. I wanted to make sure I gave him a shout-out. Um, he, he went ahead and purchased a hat for me too. So I want to make sure that, uh, I reciprocate the effort from everybody. Absolutely. So, oh uh, yeah, there's all sorts of weird stuff on there. You know what that TikTok oh. reminds me of Eric? It reminds me of, now I'm going to date myself here. It reminds me of like being on the road, listening to like CB radio, just a bunch of. You're exactly right. Or it's like watching those old, uh, was it like creep show where there was all those different little skits, you know, in uh -huh. the movie. It's kind of like watching that, you know, but you get your own 30 second. Some yep. of it you get mesmerized by, and some of it you want to go outside and throw up after you watch. You it. do some, even you some know. of the, some of the lives. I mean, it's like it's 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 yeah. quite the it's it, it's yeah, unexplainable it's without probably getting banned for some sometime probably maybe on YouTube, but we'll see. Hey, look at this! Wait, wait, who do we have here? Raya Massey. That's my dad. How you doing, Raya? Say hello. 
That's cool, and the family takes a, takes part in all of this stuff. Look at this. Everybody's saying hello to you. Is that how you say her name, Raya? Yep, you got it. Most people Mark, usually Mark. mispronounce it. You nailed it, Mark. She, oh, I guarantee she's smiling about that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that I can make somebody smile. So, you know, here, now we're doing the exact same thing here as what we do on uh, TikTok. We just start talking and ignoring everybody else that's around us. So let, let's, let's actually do kind of an, we're going to try and do an interview here. So, all right. So we know where you're located. You're at South, Southwest uh, Missouri. How'd you get yep. started in fishing? Where were you? Is it something that was always in your family or is it? Yeah, it was, it was always in my family. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. And me and my dad, my brother, my uncle, we would go down and fish. We used to fish the Ohio River a lot down at the McAlps Locks and Dams. And we would go down there and fish for white bass, sauger, walleye, catfish. And then there was a couple small lakes around. We, My dad had a, believe it or not, but we had a 10-foot flat-bottom John boat. We would push in the back of his bed of his truck with two batteries and a trolling motor. And we would hit all these little lakes all around southern Indiana, a couple in Kentucky. And my dad was a diehard bluegill fisherman. That's what he went after was bluegill or catfish. That's what we went after. And he got me hooked on catching bluegill. But that man had more tricks about catching bluegill that I just still just can't, you know. But we would be out in 20 foot of water and he would have a split shot of millworm. And he would be able to find those where those bluegill were at off of an old pixelated hummingbird LCR. And I don't know how he done it, but he knew where those bluegill were all the time. And he just got me hooked on it. I ended up uh, living with my aunt and there was farm ponds scattered all over the countryside. And me and my cousins would take fishing poles and we would hit all these farm ponds. And we was fishing one one time and I caught a crappie out of one on a plastic worm that was 15 and a half, 16 inches long. Wow. And that one crappie is what got me addicted to crappie for the rest of my life. I, I don't know what it was, story. but I, I figured I've read so many magazines, watched so many TV shows on catching crappie that I can blame it all on that one fish that I caught. I, I totally get it. I have that one fish, and it's actually still my PB to this day. Um, I can't top that fish, so I'm figuring I'm going to reset it. I'm going to start chasing them around. So maybe you can hook up with me, too. Uh, I, I'm trying to get out to Truman to fish with Lyle and Kim and them. We're going to see if we can't make something like that happen or at least say hello to them guys. I know Lyle. Oh, yeah. I would, uh, that'd be an awesome trip. Truman's a, Truman's one of those lakes that's just kind of unbelievable on the species of fish, the structure, you know, you got everything from standing timber to mud banks, the cliff walls, mud flats. You could, I think you could probably fish Truman every single day for a year and fish a different part of that lake that you didn't see. It's just an unbelievable lake. For those of you listening on a podcast, I got a big smile on my face right now. I love to hear those kind of stories. You know, me being in an urban environment, Eric, it's, it's kind of hard to get on, on the fish. They're always small. They're, they're over-harvested and stuff. It's, it's, it's been kind of hard. They're, they're getting a little bigger. Conservation's yeah. making its way into the big city, but you still got people that uh, um, are, are, are unfortunately taking everything they catch. Um, oh, yeah. And, I mean, you see it all the time on, you know, Facebook, a show a picture of a game warden with, you know, two guys that got 300 crappie, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't understand why, how in the world or why you would want that many crappie. Why would you want to flay that many crappie? I just, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Usually after two limits of flaying crappie, I'm done. I don't want to I'm flay done. anymore. That's where I limit. We got it. We have a, um, a possession limit here in Illinois and I believe it's two limits, right? So the 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 one lake that i usually go for to get my limits it's got a 15 limit so th yeah 30 30 cropio it, it's yeah. quite a bit and you know until i just started using electric knife i was doing all of them with a regular manual yeah you know fillet knife and that would take me a little while i've even been known to miss a sight on a crappie that's because i was distracted oh, but i did I have too video. usually i get into a routine into a or motion and end up totally forgetting to flay one side mm -hmm. or cutting through the spine let me say hello to Wolfram Custom Rods. Uh, Luke Henges speaks very highly of you guys. It's great to see you in the, in, in the chat 
box. I appreciate you. Thanks for checking it out. Also, I see, uh, let's see, there was somebody else, the uh, real show. Oh, Tree Limb Fishing just showed up too. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Um, here, we got a question from you from the real Shino. He says, do you recommend crankbaits for crappie? There's, there is a time when crankbaits will almost work better than jigs or minnows. You know, if you're going through a big flat, or if usually if we're headed back toward the boat ramp or we're done, I will throw rods off the side with smaller crankbaits on them, and we'll throw those crankbaits back and pick up some crappie like that. You know, you get those days where maybe you don't want to fight the trolling motor. Uh, try trolling crankbaits. They work great. If you, you throw a crankbait into a school of hungry crappie, you're going to catch them. You're going to pick something up. Yeah, oh, yeah you definitely. You're going to pick something up. You know, if I'm like on a big body of water, um, like we have this, we have a larger lake called Channel Lake over here, and there's some big crappie in there. Someone just caught a four pounder there, I believe last That's a year, big crappie, or maybe the year before last. And I've seen them while I was ice fishing, schools of them, but they were so tight lipped they wouldn't take nothing. They yeah. wouldn't take a darn thing. It broke my heart. I did, I did end up leaving with like four channel cats this day. So at least I put some channel cat meat in the freezer, yeah. and it was, it was fun to get them on the automatic fishermen's. That was a good time but um i i use those crankbaits i'll do exactly what you said if they're not like in the channels or they're not under mm -hmm. the docks if i'm not getting them on the brush piles if they're in the big basins i'll use those crankbaits i'll, I'll long line troll them and and uh hopefully i'll get on them i just started yeah. doing that so i don't have great success with it but i do have hopes for trying it. yeah a lot of times if it gets really super windy and i get to that point and we've all get to that point where you're sick and tired of fighting that trolling motor in the wind you know, get the nose of your boat in it, throw out a couple crankbaits and just make some passes and you'll find out where those crappie are. They, they will hit that crankbait. And if it's not a crappie, it could be a white bass wiper or something. You'll, you'll run into something. Something. And nobody's complaining when they're catching fish. I haven't heard anybody oh, yeah. complain. I haven't heard a diehard crappie fisherman complain about catching a bass on a bad day. Oh, yeah. I mean, you no know way. what I mean? You're going to get one. You're going to get one. Or if you get onto the white bass, like you ever watched that Steve Comlander, the old fisherman? Yeah, I've watched him before getting into those big stripers. Oh, he gets into those big white bass and he's banging yeah. on the bottom of his boat. But that's me and my squirrel itis, I call it. I get distracted easily. But that's a cool video. Um uh we got another question. Someone's asking, let's see who asked this. Uh the real shino again says, uh uh, if this is the Truman Lake in Missouri, yep. Have you fished uh uh Lake of the Ozarks? We've fished Lake of the Ozarks. I want to say like three times lake of the ozarks is a to me especially with you know a 12 year old in the boat with me most of the time lake of the ozarks is usually for me off limits and a lot of people will say no that's not true but during the summer months when the pleasure boats are out the skiers are out the jet skis are out we don't we don't go on lake of the ozarks it just gets very very rough I, you know, I, I actually thought that that was one of the places I thought about maybe moving to someday. And I just did, all I had to do is do a search on YouTube for Lake of the Ozarks. And it's, it, it's like Lake has Havasu of Missouri, pretty much. It's a yeah. big part, party, party lake, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a big know, party lake. Yeah. And, and I think I read months. a, I think I read a statistic a couple of years ago that said, uh, you know, and I might be wrong, but it said more people down Lake of the Ozarks every year than any other lake in the united states huh that's that's pretty crazy i know that uh uh mike baker who i had the honor of talking to he used to fish that all the time and what's the lake just on the other side of the dam over there or just on the other side i forget what he's fishing now but he's totally you kind of slowed down on fishing lake of the ozarks and you know I think he's doing a lot more of his videos on on truman now truman that's it okay so yeah you'll see a lot of videos people fishing lake of the ozarks during the winter time during the fall you know, those months, Lake of the Ozarks is for the fishermen, but there's a, you know, the other half of the year, it's for the pleasure boaters and stuff like that. It's, uh, and I'm sure there's probably plenty of little fingers you can get off in where the wind, where the boats aren't that bad. So right. it's not a, I would never go to this lake, but I, the boat I bought is kind of made for that lake. And that's kind of the reason I got a bigger boat was for Lake of the Ozarks. 
All right, real quick, I want to say hello to Jay Fox. What's going on, buddy? He's a crew member. We got to make sure I shout them people out. What's going on? Also, Matthew Shot has asked me, where in Illinois am I? I'm in McHenry County. I'm in Northeast Illinois. So, um, yeah, you brought up your boat. So let's talk a little bit about your boat purchase. We bought a 2022 18-foot tractor target. Cool. So like a walleye type boat, right? To handle those. Yeah, it's a walleye type boat. It's a big water boat. It's, you know, a lot more up north kind of boat than more so down here. But I wanted a boat with the deep walls. I didn't want, you know, the flat casting deck that was even with the top of the boat. I wanted mm -hmm. everything down just a little bit lower. And Tracker really wasn't the first one I went looking for. But Tracker was going to be the one I could get sooner than any other boat. Which, yeah, that that's a problem these days too. I think they're the the supply chain starting to lighten up a little bit as far as boats go, but that could just be them because they're during a slow part. We'll see what happens in the spring. But you got yours locked in. So when do you plan on taking delivery of that bad boy? Well, they told me two weeks ago it went into it was going into production on January twentieth. Okay. Now they've had a lot of problems with you know COVID and all that down here, and a lot of places got a lot of people missing from work. So it could have been pushed off further i'm i'm not really sure but that was mm -hmm. the last update i had on it so i don't know how long it takes to build a boat so i'm kind of guessing maybe mid-february no March. hopefully you, you'll have it sooner than later and then uh, you, did you order all your electronics and everything for it yet i kind of got to start on them i didn't want to i didn't want to add live scope and everything like that onto the purchase because i didn't want that finance with the boat so gotcha all that's probably gonna go on afterwards but since the boat's already kind of outfitted with lawrence i think i might be going with the active target more than i might be with the garmin gotcha Maybe. Um, i i have a friend uh violet tally violet if you're listening shout out what's going on she's uh sponsored by lawrence and she keeps wanting me to come out bass fishing with her and she's uh got the active target and stuff so hopefully i'll get a chance at at seeing how that works but you know uh, uh i i've i've seen the lawrence units on like the crosses boat and that side imaging is is, is pretty darn good yeah. i must say they might just have a they have a definitely a larger unit than i have uh, might be even be a little newer, so uh, I'm interested to see this. This may what Chad's big 12 inch looks like on his boat. He's running that 12 inch garment, so that'll be something that I gear my purchase off. Hopefully, he'll uh, he he. You know, he I've been asking him to send me pictures, Eric, and he just won't. Of the garment, of of the in the action, he's been on the water like four times since, and he still hasn't sent me side image scan pictures. Hmm. He thinks I'm going to steal his spot or something. <laughs> I have yet to be on a boat that runs Garmin LiveScope or any of those. I haven't seen it actually in action, but I've watched enough on YouTube that I think I could probably, I think I probably could have figured out the Garmin pretty quick. Now with Lawrence being a little bit newer, that might be a little bit trickier because I don't see a whole lot of videos up with Lawrence. Look at yeah, I, I think it's pretty close to. But you know, I've had two experiences with LiveScope. A buddy of mine has uh, actually the ice unit that he moves like from boat to boat, right? And yeah. we'll use it when we're anchored up, and and it's it's not as easy as you think it would be, and it doesn't always look as good as they show it to look, yeah. but it still works. And the one thing that I noticed about it is how much you learn and how surprised that was it, like how fast the walleye moves in front of you. Are. Or how fast yeah. bait fish, like a, a, a thing of minnows here. We got a question here about minnows. I figured I'd bring that up. But uh, um, how fast the school of minnows moves. It's surprising that yeah. we ever catch them at all. Pretty cool. Uh, Shino says, uh, fathead minnows or shiners? What do you like using? You're asking a jig maker right there. You know that, right, Shino? But there is a time. Usually when me and, when me and Zach are out fishing, I start in the front of the boat with jigs. He's in the back of the boat with minnows. Okay. We compare on who's catching what the most. And if I'm catching them on jigs mainly, he'll switch the jigs. If he's catching them on minnows, I'll switch the minnows. There's times where you cannot beat live bait. I don't care whose jig you got. Sometimes live bait is, is just the way to go. And down here, you can't find shiners anywhere. It's fathead minnows or nothing. That's that's well, usually no. your choice. You know, I picked up uh, – actually, yesterday, I picked up a dozen shiners just at like a buck a piece, mediums. It was crazy. Yeah, They're getting I, miss, I miss fishing with shiners. Yeah. You know, when I'm, when I'm getting on that spring crappie bite, I'm, I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning them up and I, and I'm finding three inch shad inside of these. Oh yeah. 
They are not shy. And, you know, Shad, Shad's an inch tall at three inches, right? Yeah. That's a pretty big profile. We flayed up some last year, and we were pulling other crappie out of the bellies of crappie. Oh, That's really? how hard they were feeding. We was, I mean, you know, they were like two and a half inches long. It was, you know, just a little bit bigger than crappie fry, but their bellies were full. I don't know if they hit a school a little bitty crappie, and they just wiped them out, but we had four or five we flayed open that all had bellies full of little crappie. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, Richard S. says, I've caught massive crappies trolling uh, for stripers on live alewives. I don't know where you're at, Rich, but I know our alewives have kind of a, a green tinge to them a little bit here on the Great Lakes, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. And that looks like chartreuse and chartreuse is a hell of a color for crappies so i don't see why they wouldn't hit them but yeah they'll hit they'll hit big baits they definitely will they're usually not shy when they got that feedback on they're good they're either you either really got to finesse them or or you can hammer them with some larger stuff which is when the crankbaits come into play i imagine yeah so okay we got people talking about other stuff Three plus one says crappie fishing in Mississippi and Alabama. They're great crap. There's so much good crappie water south of me. Holy smokes. Man, you got yeah, there's some good there, Eric. Everybody loves crappie. I gotta do more of these crappie feeds here. Yeah, crappies, you know, you run into so many people crappie fishing now. It don't seem like it was like that, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. But it seems like every boat you run across now, somebody they're usually crappie fishing. It's almost like crappie fishing now is where bass fishing was. 20 years ago well you know there's a lot of competition catfish tournaments out there right there's some big ones and stuff but you know the only if i'm not mistaken only second to bass is the crappie trail am i wrong or what no you're i think you're exactly right i mean you got you know wally marshall's tournament coming up this october on table rock lake that's a three hundred thousand dollar crappie tournament you know that's crazy 10 years ago there was no such thing as a crappie tournament like that yeah i mean that's I wonder how many places they pay out for. We'll talk more a little more about that. So, so you know, a crop, local crappie tournament, maybe I'll be able to get on some of that. I just don't have the room for a big old catfish tank on my little boat, but I can I can stuff I can stuff a bag of crappie in my live well, no problem. Yeah. But it, it's kind of getting to where you know, you got if if you don't have some kind of live scope, some kind of technology on your boat, it's got me to where I'm afraid to even fish little local tournaments anymore but there was you know i just seen a thing where some guys won a ten thousand dollar tournament in a flat bottom john boat and jigs they didn't even know the names of you know and hats off to those guys i'm glad to see they did that so glad to see they did that you know, I saw that too. I actually posted it up on the Catfish and Crappie Facebook group. I saw that post and uh, um, uh, kudos to them. You know, yeah. I also saw stories in the past of some like little old lady down in the South winning catfish tournament with a cane pole and some yeah. and a can of worms, stuff like that. You know, uh, it, it's, it's hard to beat live scope, you know, but, you know, sometimes luck favors the ones who try you know sometimes it does it does and these old timers i mean they didn't fill their freezers you know of course we want to promote responsible harvest whenever we're talking about harvesting fish but back in the day they were trying to fill their freezers and and the Mm -hmm. only way they did that is by learning the craft and and they got pretty darn good at doing it so yeah It, it it You know, even though you're fishing with Garmin or you're fishing with Active Target or something like that, you still got to make that fish bite. You know, so it's, it's, I I agree with the Garmin guys that it's not a guaranteed foolproof way to catch fish every time you go. But if you're fishing a tournament and you're looking at that live scope and you know there's a two and a half pound crappie in front of that log, you know, you're probably going to work him over to you. Either spook him out or you catch him. You want to touch, you want to reach out and touch his nose with that bait. Yeah. But to those guys that done that and won that tournament, hats off to those guys. That that it kind of brings a big smile on your face knowing just two old Joes went out in a flat bottom John boat and won a ten thousand dollar crappie tournament 
against guys in hundred thousand dollar bass boats. You know, it's 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 pretty neat. I got a comment here. I'm running a little bit behind on 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 highlighting these comments and stuff. We're doing exactly like we always do, getting carried away with each other. But but that's okay. This is my show. I love y'all, and I am going to give away some jigs here. So sit tight. Hopefully, you guys are being entertained. Rich S says, "Lund Alumacraft, but trackers." Okay, you know I've had some experience on that exact boat that you're getting, and it, it's a great boat. You know, Lunds are way high dollar. So yeah. you know my dream boat's probably right in the middle. You know, a Lund would be my. They got that fisherman, which is crazy cool. We're not going to get into that, but uh, um, yeah, those those are three pretty good brands to go with. You can't go wrong. Make sure you get the warranty and all sorts of stuff. So oh, yeah, I come. Yeah, you can go on YouTube and or you know anywhere, and I I found as many bad reviews on Lund as I did Tracker or Sea uh, Arc, and it just you know kind of like buying a new car. Sometimes they're hit or miss. You know, yeah, as are. long as you got the warranty to back it up. You'll yeah. be good. Hopefully it'll get worked out. You know, a lot of times the percentage, you know, we've talked about this, whether it's with reels or whether it's with, with boats or motors or cars. I mean, when you're, when you're buying like a, a, a big brand that's, that's pumping them, pumping them, pumping them out, 0.1% is still going to be more than 0.1% of a smaller company. So yeah, you keep that to heart, buy what you want and, and pray for the best. Yeah, Chad, I am definitely jealous of your of, yeah, I'm not going to say that word. I am too, Chad. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And make a video. Oh, you can't just send me a private picture. You got to profit off of it. You see how Chad is? <laughs> Speaking of Chad and his videos, go over to Fields to Waters. Uh, enter it in the search bar. If someone could post Chad's link, go over there because he definitely did get the shaft. Take care of him. Go watch some of his videos. He just posted a video about his uh, second, I believe it was the second place finish. Chad, forgive me if I'm wrong. I got a thousand things going on here trying to uh, keep everybody in Chad entertained about his win uh, at Patriot James Tournament. It's a really cool video. They put some really good fish in the boat. And uh, um, I forgot how good a video that was until I watched it again yesterday. So, All right. I don't know if they're talking. Hey, there we go. There's there's SK. What's up, SK? How you doing, bud? SK, what's up, buddy? SK, I was in SK's chat. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. I was in SK's chat last week, and we're not going to name any brand names. And uh, um, uh, but your uh, one of your sponsors, Outlaw Rods, was was spoken highly of in the in the chat. A couple other rod manufacturers weren't. So you want to tell us a little bit about these Outlaw Rods that have been that started sponsoring you? I'd like to hear about them. I got a hold of JR and I was going to try to get him to use, you know, he was making some TikTok videos. I was going to try to get him to start using some of my jigs in his videos. And he was, you know, Hey, how about we meet up and I'll, you know, I want to show you these rods, which I was interested too. Once I, I remember hearing his name a few years ago and then I kind of forgot about him. Something came up and I remembered, I was like, man, I think that's that guy. He don't live very far from here. So, you know, I got a hold of him and, we're only like, I think we're like 15 miles apart. So number one, I've got a guy here really local that's making a really awesome rod. So I want to help him promote his product, you know, just because he's local. He's another, you know, he, he's just right in my backyard. So me and him meet up and he got a truck and bed of his truck. He's got it loaded down with all of his outlaw rods. He put together a 12 foot, the 12 foot Pro SE. And I was holding on to it and he walked out to the end of it and he said, tell me if you feel this. And he took his fingernail and just barely touched the top. I mean, just barely even touched that tip. And I felt it clear back down into the butt of that rod, which to me was amazing. That the sit that you would have had to been holding on to it to feel how much of that mm -hmm. little tick come back through that rod. I was kind of sold right there on that spot. I don't, go. I come back here and I checked the other rods that I had. We did the same thing, and you couldn't feel it like you could with that outlaw rod. And it was a major selling point to me. There's a guy, SK's got a comment right there. He says, say, say no to minners. <laughs> <laughs> SK, man, he will try to get the on. on the, he does more than just try, but he'll he'll he'll. He'll beat on them fish with 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 them artificials until he figures it out. He's definitely a wealth of knowledge right there. Can't say. Yeah, he is too. I I learned a lot about jig time by watching him. He was one of the ones that got me into wanting to tie jigs like he did. When I seen his, 
I was like, I want to reproduce that. I want to make that jig look like what he's doing. He he had it figured out. You know, I started watching him and, and Lyle and all of them and 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 Kim and stuff. And I, I tie jigs, but they're terrible. And it was funny. We had uh I know we had you on Panfish Nation one time, and we mm-hmm. also had Kim on there. We were all tying jigs on Saturday nights. Lyle, if you're listening, I believe he is. Uh we need to do that soon. Uh that was a good time. But, that was that's that's fun doing that. Yeah, Kim wasn't afraid to tell me what I was doing wrong, and I appreciate him for that. So I think I got a little better. But you know, I got these these big mug hands. It makes it kind of hard, but I'm not going to give up. We're going to keep at it. So no, I got the same big old mug hands. There you all go, calloused up and beat up from welding all my life. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Does anybody use underwater cameras for fishing? I use them on uh, on the icer. I just started using them, Greg. Um, they're pretty cool. If you check out the shorts on my channel, I actually got one posted up there that shows a whole mess of crappie. So pretty cool little short. I'm pretty proud of that. Even uh, I gave a snapshot of that to uh, Lyle. That's what he uses as his background for Panfish Nation, and, and I'm proud that he uses that definitely. So. We got cat fishing with cows in the house. What's going on, cows? She says, "I love to fish for crappie." So, are you are you a, um, are you using the long rods when you're fishing for them? We use the shortest rod. We use most of the time is a ten foot rod, and the only reason we did that we was fishing around a bridge one time, and we was using shorter rods, and we would catch one fish off a bridge pillar, and then the rest of them just kind of disappeared. And we would fish all those bridge pillars. Well, I was kind of curious if we were spooking them off that bridge pillar by getting too close. So I had a couple old 10-foot B&M rods, and me and him took them back out the second time. And it helps keep about a 10, you know, keep you'll keep a 10-foot distance from what you're fishing by. And it just seemed like we'd done so much better having that 10-foot distance between us and a bridge pillar or us and a stump something like that. And we just, we, we mainly vertical jig fish. We don't very rarely cast to them, Mm -hmm. but the 10 foot rods, I think make a big difference sometimes when you're crappie fishing. You know, um, I was, uh, actually listening to an audio book on crappie fishing in the last couple of weeks. Um, I I go through winter's my time to kind of brush up. If I'm not fishing, I'm, I'm, trying to read or, yeah. or learn about it and not just through youtube everybody's got different stuff but i kind of um have a few of my favorite books i couldn't tell you the name of this one but it, it, it's not the greatest book but there's some good tips in there and uh, uh one thing that they remind me of i do a lot of uh um sh- short rod casting um because i have a hard time keeping off of those schools of crappie in the shallow waters that we have here the shallow clear water so it works pretty well um and and the one thing that I, that they explained to me the advantages behind vertical jigging is if uh if your line is like on any angle chances are you're going to get caught up on something or you're going to hit a weed oh, yeah without a doubt weed, without a doubt so w- once i heard that and it took me this is like the second time i i i I heard this. I listened to this book. I must have missed it the first time, but that made a lot of sense to me. So I, I think this year I might pull a trigger and get some longer poles. I got one 10 footer. I don't know if I'm going to go longer, if I'm going to go to a 12 or something and at least one and try it and see if I can't do that. I'm going to try and not depend on that darn spot lock as much as I do. Yeah. I'm going to get that pedal out of my, I got it in my toolbox, the, the pedal to control my Altera. I thought I could control it, you know, with my hands and the remote. It's obviously not going to work. I'm just going to have to put in the work this year and try to get on them that way. But that's one of the things I'm going to do. I'm going to go and get a, a a longer rod and and see if I can't do more vertical jig and see if I can up my game this way. I also did buy a dock shooter. You ever do any dock shooting? Yeah, I haven't gone out just to dock shoot, but I really want to do that this year. I want to. I want to try to fine tune that a little bit better because right now I could probably 
you know, I'd be hitting the boat and the dock more than anything, but I, I would like to fine tune that because that looks like that's a lot of fun. does look like a lot of fun. Lyle said uh, uh, that he's been practicing with the bucket out in front of his house. So I'm going to set up the front of my house. It's going to look like a miniature golf course come this spring. We're going to get out there and I'm going to see if I can't get on target with them. I think I'll do pretty good. I do pretty good with a, uh, with a bow and, and with a slingshot. So I think I can figure out this dock shooting stuff. Yeah, I definitely, we definitely want to give that a shot. That, that's your main way to fish at Lake of those arcs because there's no standing timber in Lake of those arcs, but it's covered with, I can't even remember how many docks. There's I've, docks I've read somewhere where there's, yeah, everywhere you look on Lake of those arcs, there's a dock. I've seen like aerial pictures of that place and it's ridiculous how many docks. It is too. I imagine if you're not dock shooting in Lake of the Ozarks that you're losing out. You definitely are. Yeah, if they are not dock shooting, they're trolling crankbaits at Lake of those arcs. The two number one ways to fish that lake. Hey, uh, Apache uh, Adventure says landed a nice solid three pound crappie, fifteen inches on a four inch uh, Kitex swim bait. Yeah, they like swim baits too, Eric. I yeah, use- swim bait is one of those things. You know, I look for a little small, a little bit smaller than four inches. Usually, when we Charlie were fishing Brewer. swim baits, Charlie Brewer and. Uh, there's another one that come in a yellow package. It already had a head in it, kind of uh, molded into the jig body. Okay, I think I I've think seen it. it those those swim baits are my go-to summer baits, especially if I'm uh, casting to them. Definitely, yeah. Um, those and like even a jig with a, a Mister Twister blade on it. We have a lot of milfoil here, so that blade will and that blade or that tail will keep that hook upright, and it'll get me through that milfoil pretty good. Yeah, we you got know, rid of almost. Every plastic bait we had in the boat, but the one plastic bait I kept is a Mr. Twister screw tail white jig. That will always be in my boat no matter what. There's favorites. There's a lot of people that love those Mr. Twister tails and and, and yep. manage so much. You know, I, I got a chance of fishing for crappie in Ohio with Betty and, and Brandon this year, and I never in my life thought about using red. They were all over that red color. They even used the red uh, um, uh, crappie nibbles with the with the stripper spark stripper glitter all oh over. Oh my gosh! I don't buy them with the sparkles. Then there's a, I come home one day and it, or got in the truck. We went into a gas station, got something to drink, come back out, I had glitter. And it was all over my mouth from, you know, tying line, and I had it on my fingers. It was the oddest looking. When I got back in trucking, I was like, what in the world is that? Hey, yeah, but I'll stay away from the glitter. That little bit of sparkle doesn't hurt, man. Look at some of the jigs you make, right? You put flash yeah, in there. Yeah, this is full of sparkle, but I won't buy the crappie nibbles where it's falling out and ends up all over in my mustache. but it works so i'm still looking for them i gotta make sure i start ordering some of that stuff it's getting to that time people where it's like you know ice fishing stuff is hard to get towards the middle of the season you don't want to do that yeah start stocking up on your crappie gear i'm sure lyle and james docker will be more than happy to help you make some purchases they always are me so uh send them uh, your requests for aid so And now they're giving Chad some business about losing rods. Hey, everybody in, in podcast land, you know that Chad, that Chad from Fields to Waters threw a perfectly good rod in the Ohio River? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely going to try um, uh, one of those longer lines. What are you using for reels, or are you like SK in the school that it really don't matter? Just I'm, I'm kind of like SK. When, the reels, to me, are disposable. I would rather go with a cheap reel and a more expensive rod it don't seem like it matters what kind of spin cast reel you buy nowadays. You're going to get about a season's use out of it before the spring and the bell breaks, mm-hmm. the bearings in the reel come apart. It just, I, usually the ones I get are um, Flugers. The Flugers. I think they're like $30, $40 a piece, something yeah. like that. When I buy them, those are usually the only ones I get. You know, I got in the habit every year, uh, uh, Bass Pro slash Cabela's. They have a sale on those Fluger XTs, but I'm still casting. That's kind of that. That might even be too good a, a reel for for a line holder. That that'll run you like sixty bucks, but they're pretty decent reels. But then yeah. again, I am casting. So, um, what, what size what size reels are you using, even for the quote unquote line holder? Nah, they were. I want to say they were like. I can't think of the number it was on there, but they're they were the smallest. Fluger reels you could get. And last year we started 
testing some of those. Uh, Mr. Crappie makes one, and it's just a round, looks like a fly reel. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all it is. You know, the more I got to thinking about it, I don't need 175 yards of line in my reel when I'm only using it 20 foot deep. So they hold, I think they might have hold like 50 yards of line in them. Mm-hmm. And I just set the drag reel loose and pull the line out. And yeah, I'm oh. kind of using it more like a fly reel. All my crappie spots got channel cats, man. They'll wreck my four pound test. I need, I'm thinking about making the change over to actually, I think I am going to make the change over to like a 10 pound braid and see what that does. But man, them, them little one, two pound channel cats, they will. Oh, they yeah, will there's no doubt. That four you, pound test. They're fun to catch. Yeah, but, they're, you know, they're fun. And it never fails at least three or four times a year. One of us will hook into, you know, a 10 pound channel cat on four pound line, you know, when the fight's on. You know, yeah. it, it's cool. It's fun to see the look on his face when he, you know, a 10 foot rod, four pound line, and a 10 pound channel cat. I mean, I it's saw, going to tear everything in a boat up. I saw SK get a big old blue on his 10 footer, I think a 10 or 12 footer the, uh, on one of his uh, videos. That was cool to watch him. That, that took up like the whole video. That took him a while to get in. That was a good time. So, yeah, Evan Fishman does have a question for you here. Uh, does Eric make rosy red minnow jigs? You can make any you want, right? Yeah, I mean, I make a lot that are red. I don't, I'd have to see a picture of the rosy red minnow jig. I'm pretty sure I could probably duplicate it, but to make one, I've never looked at one and said yeah, it they're was pretty simple. You know, rose, they sell rosy reds out here. Actually, I got one sitting in my garage. I'd go grab it if I didn't have to make you wait to do it, but they're there. You can Google them, they're pretty much like a I describe them as half minnow, half goldfish looking thing, a little bit more on the red side. So I have no doubt you can make something like that. Oh, so, yeah, I could definitely make it. Since Avid, since Avid is uh, asking questions, how does someone contact you about having you make them some jigs? I know you're you're real busy, but I want to I want you to be really, really busy. The best and easiest way to get a hold of me is through Facebook Messenger. I don't have a website. And the reason I don't have a website is because almost all of my jigs are custom order. I don't tie, if I tied up a hundred black and chartreuse, somebody would want black and chartreuse with red flash or something like that. So I let people decide what jig they want instead of me tying up a big inventory, put them on you or, you know, advertise them on a website. I don't, I just, I don't have the time to top that kind of inventory. So mm-hmm. usually I get two or three orders at a time. I kind of stop, get those halfway caught up. And then I take a couple more orders after that. But Facebook Messenger or uh, you can even go through YouTube. I've sold them through Facebook Messenger, YouTube, TikTok. You know, somewhere on there, we'll figure out how to work it out. If you, you contact them on social media. Uh, I got, and yeah, you got easy to email find. on your about page for your YouTube channel, I imagine? probably okay good i'm sure it's out there if not contact me i'll put you in in, in contact yeah I'm, so. I'm easy to find i'm easy to get a hold of usually i message everybody back pretty quick i try to um i know there's a lot of people i miss and if you're one of them i apologize but sometimes i get so many messages rolling through i forget somebody every once in a while <laughs> Mr. Morello says, eat that Mark Wynn by attrition. <laughs> Trust me, I actually do. Them little ones are perfect size for eating. Responsible harvest to everybody, whether it's catfish or or, or crappie or whatever. Um, me and Eric did touch base a little bit about, you know, getting that limit and stuff, but there's no reason to get, you know, a four-man limit into a boat. You don't need all that. Let yeah, alone no clean. way. So, Now, how do you feel about the really big crappie? Let's say you get on a three-pounder. Are you putting them back? It depends on the time of year. Okay. I I think that if you catch one in the dead middle of summer and that water is hot and you've stressed that fish out enough to get him up, I don't believe that fish is going to live. I think he's going to go back down. And I've heard this from a couple of wildlife biologists I've seen on YouTube. They say if you catch three-pound crappie, eat that three-pound crappie. But if you're taking live scope and you're going out and you're targeting all those three pound crappie, that's not a good it, thing. It's probably doing more damage than eating that, you know, one or two, three pound crappie. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think there's so many crappie in the lake and I think live scope has proven that I don't think you're going to kill the population by eating, you know, those two and three pounders on occasion. I don't think, you know, it kind of depends if that fish is looks like he's stressed when you get him in the boat. He's probably not going to live. 
Yeah. Even if he swimmed, you see him swim back down, you know, a couple days later, he might be floating somewhere else. You know, I, I, I also, you know, Crappie has a, I've had this conversation with, with Dockery a couple of times, and Crappie has, you know, X amount of years that it lives. When yeah. they get to be that size, they they may, they might only have like a season left. They might not have that left in. So yeah. kind of the way I look at it is if I get on a good one during the spawn, I'll put that good one back. Hopefully it's going to get yeah. I've done, but if I get it post spawn, man, it's going in the pan. For the yeah, you catch part. that big old female and during the spawn, his belly's just swollen. Put that one back. Yep, exactly. You know, that, that one's getting ready to lay eggs. I would definitely put that one back. It's late in the summer. It's August. The water's 87 degrees, and you've just pulled it up out of 25 foot of water. Chances are, I don't think that crappie's going to make it. Yeah, that, that's another thing. I, I know a lot of guys and uh, um, a flopping crappie, he'll, uh, uh, he had mentioned another good point about deep water crappies, especially when he's ice fishing. If he's pulling them in, I think he was saying 30, 35 feet or more. They're pretty much done after that. Yeah, they're done. So you pull a crappie up that deep. Yeah, so he tries not to do it. So that's another thing to keep into consideration. You don't want to put anything back that's not going to make it. That's just a yeah. waste. And, and again, I've seen there's a lot of lakes in Texas that you have to keep the first 25 you catch just because of that reason, exploded air bladders or eyeballs pop out. And I'm, I can't remember what lake that's at, but I know there's a couple in Texas that you have to keep the first 25 you catch. Huh? You know, and, and that's true with perch too, especially up here in some of the, some of the big deep lakes in, in Wisconsin, like on Mendota there, there's a huge, big jumbo perch population there. And these guys are catching them in 80 feet of water though, Eric. And they're yeah, not surviving. Crazy. They're dead by the time they come to the surface. They're yeah. pretty much done. So, yeah, that's a that's an awful long way to pull a crop or any kind of fish out of the water. Twisted Fishing says six pound mono will handle those little channels. I'm, you're you're probably right. And I've I've used six pound mono. I just can't cast as far. I get an extra ten feet out of two pounds less. I don't know if it's probably just me. So. Captain Greg wants to know if you have a YouTube channel. There, are, You do, right, Eric? I do have the Oh, link yeah, i got a YouTube channel. It's fired up. Eric Massey Jig Company on YouTube. Uh, I think I'm up to 170 videos on that. Pushing, I can't remember. I think I might have hit 7,000. I think you were just shy of that, weren't you? 7,186 subscribers. Congratulations. That's quite the... Quite that was crazy how fast that hit. That was just never in my life did I ever think my YouTube channel was going to take off like that. I actually started the YouTube channel to be able to keep track of what jigs I was tying. I was using it like a video photo book or something. I could go back and go, okay, I remember when I put in that jig. And then from that YouTube channel, I got an order for 30 jigs for a guy in Texas, Oklahoma, and I don't tell them. I, I have a hard time saying no. That's kind of way it went the way it did. I use my phone for that. I keep track of like the seasons and stuff when I do keep a log, but if I'm, I don't, if I'm not at home and I don't have access to my log, I'll look at my pictures and say, okay, I caught this on this day. <laughs> so yeah, well, we do the same I, thing. I remember exact where same I'm thing. At. it works well. So yeah, Frank is, is confirming that it's six to 10 year lifespan. So that's yeah, also for the crappie. Cool advantage of so, or keep uh, track of all right cool so i think we're all caught up in chat did i did i did we not mention anything we were going to oh you're starting a guide service aren't you i'm thinking about it i'm looking into it and that was kind of the reason of getting the bigger boat i wanted a boat that was safer for anybody else i took out on it uh, a little more comfort they didn't have to climb way up on the deck the tracker has the versa track rails where i don't mm -hmm. have to have my rod holders clear at the back you know, I can move them up a little bit and you got a seat to sit in when you're catfishing. Um, kind of got a little bit lower sunken deck to crappie fish out of. But and I'm keep, thinking about taking my YouTube channel jig time business and kind of wrapping it all up into a guide service YouTube channel all in one all at one time. That's a good way of doing it because you got to create those funnels and, and yeah, that, that that's how you do that's how you you make it in this day and age that's don't i actually that's how you would always be able to make it so uh avid's yeah. been posting your link out thank you avid uh we I appreciate that avid thank you um i think that's it so what do you say we give away some jigs let's do it 
All right, guys. Everybody ready in chat? We only got 72 people left in there. Do you want to get some custom hand-tied Eric Massey jigs? Enter in hashtag Massey just like that. Here's your chance to win some really cool jigs. Let's see if we got some people in there entering. Hopefully I didn't mess anything up. Hopefully I'm on the right one. There must be a lag here on YouTube. There we go. Here they come. They're coming fast and furious. They are too. Fast and furious. And I'd appreciate you guys if you could always uh, uh, share out um, Eric's content. That's always cool. Make sure you give him a sub, whether it's on YouTube or if you're a TikTok user, check him out on TikTok. He'd appreciate. I appreciate it. every single one of them. Yep. Definitely does. Here we go. They're piling up in here. Look at this. People want some jigs. They love free stuff, Eric. They love it. Who don't? I even do. I do, too. I'm tempted to enter myself, but I'm going to let them. Enter, do it. No, I'm going to let that. I'm gonna let the ventures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let them uh, uh, win it. I want to take care of my viewers. Chad's in on it. I'm waiting for D to get in there. I do want to say hello to D and Alyssa. I want to say hello to Katie. Make sure I say hello to Cindy. Got to get all of them. I did say hello to Betty. I got that one checked off my list because if I don't, I'm gonna get in trouble. There's Real Gals Fish again. I want to make sure I get all the ladies in here. The Jody's in here. She's getting entered in. Denise Morgan in the house. What's going on, Denise? I wonder if there's a way I can exclude Chad from the giveaway. I mean, oh, Chad, good luck, buddy. <laughs> all right, we'll give him a couple of seconds to to enter in. So I, I do want to thank you for coming on, Eric. It's always fun talking to you. Whether oh, I'm... I'm more than happy to do it and happy to do it anytime you know if i'm free and i'm at home i'm definitely always just consider me volunteered for it same way with lyle's show too i'm always anytime cool yeah it would be great to get you definitely on panfish nation um if somebody could share the link out to panfish nation um we just had our one-year anniversary we're still we're, we're we're getting uh closer and closer every episode to that one you know that 1k uh subscriber i love helping lyle out with that show it's a good show it's a little different what most of the catfish people that are listening to this or or watch these programs are, are used to but uh um i'll tell you one thing eric that the people that are watching they're pretty hardcore they're really they are y'all have a following that's unbelievable yeah you know it, the it, amount of people y'all get in the same people you know patriot james you lyle y'all shows are put together i mean very professionally it's a very well done very well thought out shows. Thank you. Oh, and they're still talking smack. So I think, okay, we're going to give him one more minute. Thank you, uh, Richard, for posting that. Also, make sure you enter at CVA. See, they're all helping each other out. CVA says, uh, RVO, redo your entry. You have a space after the hashtag. Usually I'll leave these... Uh, um, uh, chances to win out of the podcast, but I want to make sure that you guys know if you're still listening, uh, that you're liking the show, uh, make sure you come and check it out. Uh, we do do uh, giveaways from time to time. You can be a part of the, uh, the chat box. Uh, it's pretty interactive. Everybody's, uh, having a good time. They're all meeting each other, giving each other a bunch of, of, of issues and stuff. And it, it'd just be great to have you. Um, also, if you're listening at this point still, I really would appreciate a good review, whether you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple. Um, I'd really uh, appreciate it. So if you could do that for me, it would be even better. Look at that. Even Lyle got in on it. He shows his face. I know, he's, I know he's always watching the show, but I don't know what Lyle, I don't know what Chad's talking about, doo-doo. He's probably making fun of something I said. All right, what do you say we do the giveaway? We're gonna do, do this, we're gonna do this twice. Are you guys ready? I think everybody's ready. Oh wait a minute, bacon! I gotta get that out of the way. OG bacon, Mark, spinning the wheel. Our first winner, some pretty cool jigs, if you ask me. Sunfish assassin, Sunfish congratulations! Assassin. Way to go! There's JBT in the house. All right, so uh, how do you want him to contact you, Eric? Hey, uh, can he? Can he get a hold of me on Facebook Messenger? He can. Um, 
you know what? I'm going to post that link up in just one second. Let me get one more. So Sunfish is the first one to win. The second one for the second prize. And I will get that link up there in chat for people to look you up on, on Facebook. Let's see who our second winner is. Crappie Day Fish on. Two guys that will put that stuff to use, definitely. Let me get the Good link. Deal. I'll get that link right there, Eric Massey Jig Company. I'm going to post a link to your – there we go. Yeah, that'll work. That's, that's the best way to get a hold of them. Get a hold of me like that, and I'll get y'all's addresses, and I'll try to get them out in the mail early this week, if not tomorrow, Tuesday for sure, Wednesday for sure. Cool. So I just posted that in the chat. It says, uh, Eric, on Facebook, that's a um, – uh, a link to his Facebook page for Eric Massey Jig Company. Check him out. Give him a like out there, folks. He'd, he'd appreciate it. And uh, I, I want to thank you once again for, for being a great guest. I had a blast talking to you. Oh. And I think the people in chat enjoyed hearing from you, too. Oh, I, I appreciate being on here. I loved it. It was a great time, Mark. And I want to make sure everybody knows that if you if there's something you want to see me tie on YouTube, send me a message, and I'll tie it. I like the challenges. I like doing something new. Uh don't ever hesitate to ask me any questions at all on Facebook, YouTube, or anything. I'm more than happy to, to help. Cool. Well, congratulations to the winners. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate y'all. If you could hit the thumbs up on the way out, I'd appreciate it. Eric, thank you once again, everybody. Good night. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Or we'll see you Thursday night on Panfish Nation. All right. Bye-bye.